Hello and welcome back to this Switch It England in the 90s special. The Ashes would remain safely in Australia's possession throughout the decade, with England rarely able to lay a glove on them. That said, one glorious performance at the start of the 1997 series left plenty of Englishmen believing that their yearning for the urn might finally be satisfied. 1997 saw the the kind of coming together, or at least the, the, the beginnings of that, team that NASA would eventually, NASA Hussein would sort of haul up the rankings, you, you know, uh, Atherton, Butcher, Stewart, Hussein, Thorpe, um, Goff and Caddick in there. Um, and there was a certain amount of optimism, I guess, uh, well, 1997 was a, a summer with lots going on, but I mean, that, that game at Edgbaston, your debut, mm. um, uh, I mean, th- that must have been quite quite some game to have been involved it was incredible I mean you know I had no real idea what what test cricket was about (laughs) at all you know going into that test match Um, I I got selected on the back of uh, a really good A tour to Australia under Adam Hollyoak with myself Dean Headley Ashley Giles Michael Vaughan was on that in that team Um, and then you come out I think England won the the Texaco Trophy 3-0 beforehand I think that's right, isn't it, Miller? With the one day were a route, and Australia. I don't know. I don't know what it was. They were a little undercooked, maybe a little bit over over sort of um, confident, maybe. Um, but they just, you know, they fell apart. And that, I mean, Goffey bowled magnificently. Didn't he? Didn't he knock over Mark War, bowled him out of a no ball, and then then nicked him off the next ball. I mean, Might he was, be Greg he was Blewett, but yeah, it was yeah, it Greg, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's Greg right. Nasser <laughs> caught him diving to his left at third slip. It was the um, way he grinned yeah. at the top of his mark. He said, no, no, never mind the no ball. Never mind, I'll get him this time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it was magnificent. Bowling was absolutely out of this world on that, that morning. And, and Australia all out for 110 just after lunch. The, the Holly stand going ballistic. It was, you know, I got my first touch, my first touch of the ball, actually. I, I, somehow I'd found myself at second slip. Although I, I fielded there for Surrey and was, you know, was pretty safe, to be fair. My first touch was a, was a Nick, Mark Taylor, Devon Malcolm. He had a bit, a bit of a swish, a, a full one, and, and real heavy nick, and it flew. <laughs> I kind of somehow managed it burst through my hands and hit me straight in the chest, and, and ended up straight back in my hands again. <laughs> and <laughs> I had a bruise there for the rest of the series. It hit me really up right in the stu- like right between the sort of pecs on the thing. Um, and, and we were away, you know. The, the, uh, the, the Stewie's keeping wicket, I think. Obviously, Athers at first, that Nasser at third. Uh, and then we had the, you know, the, the incredible partnership between Thorpe and, and Nass, um, you know, day, end of day one, most of day two. Um, and the, the whole test match really was, a, you know, went our way. Mark Elam picked up wickets in their, uh, in, in their last innings. Um, what else happened? What else happened? We chased well, it. Taylor, you know, Taylor got his Taylor 100, got a, Taylor then get a hundred because he was under massive pressure going into that series and obviously didn't get many runs in the first innings. They were bowled out for 110. He was copping it left, right and centre. And he made a brilliant, brilliant hundred in their second innings. Um, and you know, that's it. And we kind of romped to the, romped chasing whatever it was, a hundred and something. Stewie not out. I think it's in Stewie keep wicket and back three in that test match. You might well have done, yeah. I think he did, you know. Because yeah, that's we, right. We yeah, were, yeah, yeah, because yeah. we were one down. We, we chased. I was the one out. I think I, I had a I hooked McGrath before. I had a, so we got off to... We just decided we'd go out there and just belt it. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, you had 14 off 10 balls, Butch. So. Something like that, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, Slater, eat your heart out. Scorching um, it around. And, uh, yeah, so we won by one wicket. So Alec must have been keeping keeping wicket and batting three. Um, he was, yeah. Jeez. 
Um, and yeah, so just amazing. We were on the front page, you know, it was kind of the summer of Britpop and all that kind of stuff. The Spice Girls, <laughs> so we were the, you know, they had us on as the Spice Girls on the front page of the Sun. Um, you know, if one nil up in an Ashes series and everything's going to be great. And then before you know, you know, before we, before you know it, McGrath's taken seven for nothing at, at, at Lords and bowled us out for a hundred. Um, and things go back to normal pretty quickly, you know, that, that um, that test match that would have been two. Uh, it would have been one all for sure without the weather, um, <laughs> and I and I managed to sort of say, you know I was what three test innings I'd had, so I walked out second innings yeah, at Lords. Second innings at Lords. Second yeah. innings at Lords with with the you know the papers saying well this is pretty much it. You know Pritchard doesn't make a score here. He's he's done, and that's and that's basically how it was. You know you got two test matches if you were lucky, um, and Mark Taylor dropped me on naught I think. Oh, I'd, I'd never forget this. I nicked one off. Uh, uh, so Paul Rifle's bowling nursery end, and he's nicked one up the up the slope. Don't believe the slope, kids. Doesn't make any difference. <laughs> the ball doesn't know it's a slope. Um, <laughs> nick one up the nick one up the hill, um, and I've nicked it. And I've turned round and I've watched this ball go to go to Mark Taylor, sort of low to his left, and he doesn't never drops a thing. And as it gets within about the last metre and a half of Mark Taylor, the seam writes itself and the ball swings just a tiny little bit. It just veers and it hits him on the wrist, misses his hands completely, kind of, oh, Christ, and drops it. And I end up getting eight. Well, it was one of, the, one, of the, one of the regrets is, is not making 100 against Australia at Lords. Um, and I, twice I had the chance, got in the 80s twice and, and blew it on both occasions. But that, you know, that, that innings saved us the test match and, you know, I still managed to get dropped dropped in that series, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, still just, I still we, managed we, to get left out. Um, but, we've got um, that yeah. one definitely to come to. Which I want to read to you. Um, I want to read uh, what it says in in wisdom, actually, um, referring to I think um, Matthew Elliott got a couple of lives um, in Australia's innings. At Lords, um, and they obviously didn't score that many. Uh, rain taking time out of the game, and so on, um, declared. Um, but yeah, the Wisdom report says in, in reference to your uh, uh, being at slip and being in catching positions, three times the guilty man had been Butcher, playing only his second test. When Taylor returned the favour, dropping him after he'd made only two, Butcher had the gumption to build on his mixed fortune and help Afton add 162 to save the game. <laughs> So there, there you go. Uh, <laughs> Im- Im- immortalized. 162. Um, I mean, look at that. <laughs> and this was, of course, um, uh, Miller after, I mean, uh, Edgbaston was kind of this, some seismic result. I can remember being, uh, where were we? Uh, I was at school, uh, uh, and the, a games teacher came sort of rambling out across several fields to tell us that Hussein and Thorpe were still batting some, sometime <laughs> on, you know, on the second afternoon or like, what, what, what is happening here? This is, you know, kind of the world is turning inside out. Um, and McGrath, I think, took two for 150 or two for 149 in the test. Um, and, and this was McGrath played, I think, twice in 94, 95, but very much kind of uh, unproven in, in the sense that we come to know Glenn McGrath. But, um, he, he righted things quite quickly <laughs> by yeah, the time I, he got to Lords and a damp one. Yeah, totally. I mean, I, I remember he played it, he played it. A bit part in the ninety four five series. He 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 was part of England's final collapse at Perth. Uh, but mm. in the, uh, you know by then they'd already checked out and were halfway home and before a three hundred twenty nine run defeat. But um, but he, he didn't really know what type of bowler he was then because he he obviously 
was young, he he clearly could be a metronome. He's a bit like he's a bit like Stephen Finn ended up being for his entire career in those early years. He was like he what 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 are you going to be? Are you going to be this this heir to to Craig McDermott, capable of bowling proper fire and swinging it and all the rest, or are you going to be the the metronome? And I think in, on that on that Perth Perth win, he was the former. And then after the, the after the Edgbaston test, where he took a little while to find his. His, his slightly fuller length for England. Um, yeah, that, that Lord's test, I mean, Butch says it's a myth, but clearly, uh, the, the slope wasn't such a myth when it came to McGrath steaming in from the, from the brilliant end and nipping it down at every other ball. It was a, well, his, his... I mean, the, the thing is that I, I say it's a myth from a batting point of view. It's not, I mean, the bowlers obviously either, either love it or hate it, depending on what end they're at. Yeah. But all I'm saying is, is that if you play for the ball to move in a particular way off the, the off, you know, if you're batting right handed at the, facing from the pavilion end if you're expecting the ball to come back down at you all of the time you're an idiot hmm. because you know the, the 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 part of the ball that lands on on the on the ground is that big <laughs> you know so <laughs> so it can still so just the same as if the as if it was dead flat it can go one way or the other so you you know kind of just forget you have to wipe it out of your mind batting at, at, at lords I'm, I'm sure it affects the bowlers because it affects fielders there um you know the slope is so pronounced when you're in the field particularly at slip actually that you can you can you can get your footwork wrong moving sideways because you're expecting to hit the ground moving one way and you don't and you're not expecting to hit the ground hitting the other way and you do you know and you see you, the amount of catches you see dropped to, in the slips at Lords with players kind of losing their footing or not quite having their balance when the ball reaches them is astonishing. That's when it makes a huge difference. And um, well, the, the huge difference at this stage in the series was that England were one 0 up going into the third test, and and <laughs> <laughs> one of the, one of the uh, remarkable things um, looking back at that the start of that series certainly, and we're going to get to Butch being dropped eventually, but um, there were only two cha- England only made two changes in the first four tests. Uh, I think Dean Headley came in for uh, Devon Malcolm. Um, at uh, when the th- was that Old Trafford, no, yeah. it was Old Trafford, yeah. yeah, yeah, where where Steve wore uh, a ton in each innings. Oh, um, mate, don't even don't <laughs> even tell me about that. The, wor- <laughs> the worst LBW decisions I think I've ever seen in my life. Steve wore <laughs> Steve wore first ball. They were four for four for nothing. Um, yeah, at, yeah, at Old yeah. Trafford, having won the toss and, and elected to I, bat first on a real grim, overcast day, damp, whatever. And we had him. We had him by the by the knackers, and Caddy runs up and bowls this bloody shin high full toss, and Steve Ward <laughs> dives across his crease as he did, and it just smashes him smashes him on the shin in front of middle and off. I mean, it's just destroying the stumps without hitting the ground. <laughs> um, not out, and he gets he plays brilliantly. He gets hundred in the first dig. By the second dig, we're we're done for. You know, the the, the lead was 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 too great. And he makes another one, but bloody hell, that was a bad decision. It was a brave, was a brave call, though. <laughs> Taylor Taylor chose the bat. It was green yeah. seeming, wasn't it? Because yeah. because 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 they they figured that if they they chiselled out a score, Warney would turn it square in the last innings, which is exactly what happened. So. <laughs> but they, yeah. we could have bowled him out for a hundred. That would have, that would have put that that would have put that particular plan up the up the swanning. <laughs> well, yep. so that was obviously. Uh, uh, one all, and then a change for for the next test, which um, fair to say didn't go that well. 
Mike Smith into the side, um, and an, and another one that got away there, Miller. For after Andrew England had been skittled. I mean, I mean, here, here, you know, talk, talk, talk about talk about Butch's, you know, Butch getting dropped that summer. Caddick got dropped. I mean, Caddick, you know, moments after nearly, you know, getting the LBW decision, that you know, sliding doors moment. That LBW mm. is is enough to put England essentially two 0 up. You're laughing, but suddenly it's one all. Panic stations. Who didn't get many wickets last game? Oh, Caddick, you only got one in the first dig. Out. Off you go and bring in, bring in Mike <laughs> Smith. I mean, what on earth? And then, of course, you know, the, 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 the miserable moment of all miserable moments was, was Thorpe's drop in that test. Where, you know, Matthew Elliott goes on to get 199. A cub, Ricky Pontic gets, gets his first 100. And, and somehow Australia for the second match running basically blaze their way out of a corner. What were they? They were 50 for four, weren't they? In the, on that, on that, uh, and that first innings in reply to one seven two. So England hadn't exactly excelled in their innings, but they got they clearly got something on the board given what the pitch was doing. And suddenly there yeah, was something like, happening. Didn't something Elliot happening. ended up with that? Elliot got one hundred ninety nine. Didn't he, he did. He did. Yeah. And, and and Ponting got one hundred twenty seven. But yeah, from fifty for four, if that catch goes in, you know, basically the top five all gone, and 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 just Ponting and the tail to to come. It, it, once again, yeah. England are brawling. Instead, it's five hundred one for nine. <laughs> and uh, that's the end of another Ashes. Thanks very much. It's um, it, it, it's extraordinary. You, you look at you look at in isolation at, at England's performances. I mean, as mentioned, they won twenty Ashes Tests, I think, in in the in the in the in the nineties and lost five, which basically it, it comes down a ratio of four one, which is exactly what you kind of imagine England's results were in, in throughout <laughs> that era. Was yeah. England England lose lose four Tests and then win one. That's that's roughly what it comes down to. But Jason Gillespie of, yeah. took seven for in that last innings, didn't he? I see. Yeah, him he did. The goal like the wind yeah. down the hill. At, I mean, at I'm, me. I remember Gillespie. Gillespie was. I was absolutely mesmerised by his seam position. I've never seen anyone bowl <laughs> the ball at that 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 speed with that seam position that just didn't even shuffle. It was it was like it was like a frisbee going down. Absolutely extraordinary. And um, yeah, on his day, he was absolutely amazingly good. Mm, yeah, lots of them. To be fair. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we sadly we won't get to his um, efforts uh, in the second innings at Headingley four years later. Um, but <laughs> Butch had a, a good view of it that day. Um, so, yeah, of course now um, <clears throat> series slipping away. Um, Fifth test, sixth success series, of course, uh, still back then as well. But move on to Trent Bridge, and yeah, Butcher, I, I, can can you were you explained? Was this explained to you? But uh, England obviously decided to 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 you know chuck some options, chuck yeah. some uh, uh, um, something at the wall and see see if it would stick. And you had the the Hollyoak brothers who had played. Starring roles in the Texaco Trophy and Ben Hollier thrashed it around at, yeah. at Lords and and all this. Both of those, uh, both of the brothers, come into the Test uh, for debuts at um, Trent Bridge, and you're the one that gets gets the boot. And, and Stewie's Stewie's up to open. Yeah, <laughs> who kept? <laughs> uh, uh, Stewie Stewie kept as well. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Crawl, John Crawley um, at three, uh, NASA Thorpe, and then the Hollyoaks. Right. I do remember having a conversation with with Grab about that. We said, "Well, you know, we're, we're two one down." I mean, two one down is still 
It's still, mm, yeah, it's still yeah, time. It's still live. Yeah, you know, it's not the it's not the end of the world. Um, and we we find a feel we need to we need to change things up and do something. But don't worry, you'll still be going on the tour to the West Indies. Okay. Um, <laughs> and yeah, uh, this was this was David Graveney. Um, da- yeah, grab. Yeah, yeah. In his um, first summer as as the head selection. Um, I can't remember. I think he was. Did, he, did, did he, yeah. do, he didn't do it for the Zimbabwe, the the, uh, the we murdered him, the, the 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 trip before, which was the sort of like the lead up to to everything changing or lots of things changing. Because obviously I came in and Nick Knight had been opening with Athers up until that point, and, and then mm. whatever, um, Bumble mm. took over. And Lord anyway, I can't remember. So that was well. yeah, that was the that was the rationale. But then I, I yeah, because I kind of you know you, you get dropped. In the middle of the series like that, and I, well, I'd had, I got fifty at Lords, I got fifty in the next innings at, at Old Trafford, and then um, you know nothing at, um, at Headingley. Um, and you can't, I, I kind of like actually shut. I don't think I really watched the Test match. You know, I knew my, my two mates were playing from Surrey, but I was kind of, it was really you know a pretty devastating blow to kind of be left out with the series still alive, and you know not feeling as though you, you'd sort of disgraced yourself in any way. Um, and I think we got hammered, didn't we? It was pretty flat at uh, pretty flat at Trent Bridge, and they and they and they bullied us really. I think. Yeah. And then of never, course, never and then the t- yeah. No, and then a test match later, they they go. You know, so Tuffers comes comes in. We play. Um, you know, Caddick is then back in the side. So is Dev. I'm back opening again at, at the Oval. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, it was complete. You know, we so you, you go, you, you go to an un, unretrievable three one. Um, three-one scoreline, and then they change it all around again for the last one. Um, and you know, I, I wonder how many times happened in that uh, in that series where where Athers didn't, you know, walked out onto the side onto the field with the side that he didn't want. I know that he was against the the Mike Smith um, selection. Um, mm. I don't know what his view was on on what happened at Trent Bridge. And then subsequently, I'm not entirely sure because he he never he never says. You know, he's pretty tight-lipped about all this stuff. Um, you know what what. Uh, who who held sway in terms of the call to change the team back again um, for the Oval Test match? But uh, you know, it's kind of it's, it's incredible just how how little um, how little prodding was needed, or how little sort of uh, an advantage was needed to be gained by Australia for everybody to panic and sort of throw <laughs> the, the plan to go out the window. And, and that was a, I think that was a legacy from you know from things that, from what had gone before for sure. But um, but you know the, the, there was just zero um, nerve held at any point. I felt during the during the Ashes series in the nineties. <laughs> we of course had uh, Warns stump dance at, at Trent Bridge <laughs> up on the balcony um, uh, with Australia going three one up. I mean, um, Butch, I wanted to ask you about there's there's a there's a bit of a YouTube gold out there of of you getting. Uh, uh, well, giving Ian Healy the chance to pull off one of the great stumpings. Uh, oh. I, I don't know how well you remember it. Um, yeah, very, very at, actually. At, at Old Trafford, but my, uh, the, the other wrist spinner in the party, the less heralded one, uh, yes. <laughs> Michael Bevan's sort of full toss down the leg side. And, um, well, it's a very good bit of work by Heels. Brilliant work. I mean, yeah, I mean, he caught it sort of on the, on the heart, almost a Yorker sort of down the leg side. Um, but that hurts that because, well, but it, but actually, if I'd have, if I'd have spoken to the old man or we'd we'd had more of a conversation, that dismissal would have been would have changed everything for me back in 1997. I wouldn't have had to wait four years for it to for it to come up again. 
um, in 2001. Because the reason I missed the bloody, you know, the leg side full toss was because I had no back lift. I, hadn't, I you know, the bat was kind of like, it was more of a shovel moving forwards from, from waist high than it was, you know, a, a pick the thing up and hit that. You would never have missed it if I'd picked the bat up properly. Um, but yeah, brilliant. Well done, Hills. Sensational. And it was lovely, lovely of the boys at Sky to, uh, to, to use that in the Healy Masterclass a couple of years back. So everybody's seen it now. <laughs> and, and there are, you know, lots of, um, more iconic, let's say, dismissals. Uh, uh, usually, um, Mr. Warren being the bowler. Uh, we mentioned the Gatting ball. Um, there was Gooch bowled around his legs, uh, uh, the flipper to, to Stewart at the, at the Gabba. Um, and 97 at the Oval, uh, Miller, a- Adam Hollyoak, um, uh, yeah. made a, a, the unfortunate mistake of, of missing a, memorably missing a, a, a straight one. Yeah, padding, padding up. Or rather leaving. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was, yeah. I mean, iconic. Iconic. I mean, poor, poor old Smokes. I mean, you know, he he'd been he'd been such a massive art that summer because remember, you know, we mentioned it briefly, but the the, the euphoria going into that Edgbaston Test had been caused by the Hollyoke brothers essentially. England winning three 0 on the Texaco Trophy. Ben Hollyoke making his 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 uh, amazing debut, smacking Warren into the tavern stand and and at Lords and uh, and then. Um, you know, Adam Hollyoak hit the winning runs in each of England's victories. It was it it, it was a real exciting time to yeah. be alive. I was, I mean, I was the boys, to... the boys were on. You know, they were on all the breakfast shows and stuff in, in the bed with Denise Van Outen on Channel Four <laughs> and all that. You know, they, you know, they were kind of they were real hot news around the time. And I suppose the one consolation for Smokes getting done by the by leaving that straight one was that Ian Bell did the same thing. You know, a few years later, so he wasn't <laughs> he wasn't the only one to be made to look to look a mug by the by the Warren stuff. <laughs> yeah, uh, England's new hope. Uh, it was snuffed out uh, pretty quickly. Um, and uh, but Miller still a memorable um, win at the Oval with Caddick and Tufnell sharing nineteen wickets. Uh, I think between them. Yeah, I mean uh, there were some weird and extraordinary victories for England in 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 that decade. But this one took the biscuit. I mean, hundred and eighty and one hundred and sixty three. England got in their two innings and and somehow won. I mean, that's, that's the, you know, you see that sort of scoreline that sort of throwback to 1885 or something. It's, uh, it's absolutely <laughs> it was, mad. It was an 1885 pitch. It was an absolute <laughs> stinker. It was real bad. Um, it was so dry. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it was not, not a good surface. I remember sort of like walking out there to play because I, so I came back for that, that test match and mm. thinking, great, I'm back at home. You know, I kind of got a fair clue of how to play here. And sort of like the first three or four overs, I was just like, could not locate the middle of the bat at all in defence or in doing anything else. The ball just seemed to be hitting the bat in weird places. Um, you know, and subsequently, as the, as the game goes on and the innings go on, you realise why. It's because it's just hitting the ground and just taking pieces out of it and stopping and, and doing all that kind of stuff. Um, and so, yeah, brilliant. I mean, it, I guess... I guess if you were going to beat a side that was kind of better than you over the time, then if you played in, on enough bad pitches, you'd get the you get the right side of it every once in a while. Um, and of course, you know, then batting last was ended up being significant because by then it was an absolute minefield. And and who better than the cat to uh, to exploit it? What, what was your um, view heading back after your second innings uh, LBW to, to Mark War the? <laughs> the, the commentary um, suggests it was a, a touch leg side. No, it was definitely going down. I, I had a massive problem with the with batting at the um, at, with batting at the pavilion end um, when Mark Wall came on. I just he kept 
the ball just kept going up into the you know they had those temporary stands back there at the oval mm. it wasn't the sort of the OCS thing now um, and they had all these temporary um, hospitality boxes and stuff and he went round the wicket and I thought geez I've not seen that and, and then it went up again and I've not seen that and I was kind of like <laughs> oh dear this is this is good this could be a bit of a problem <laughs> So again, I missed another bloody full toss and got given out every W down the leg side. Oh dear! But never mind. You know, we we won the game. It was a great fun sprinting off the ground and teething the stumps and having a good celebration. With you know, Thorpey was playing, Stewie in the side, yeah. Adam. So there was a few Surrey boys knocking around. Um, yeah. And you know, t- tough is always good value when he's had a good day. So there was there was a good, there was a good laugh. Um, and you know, I, you know, three two. It probably was a little bit flattering for us in the end. Um, but um, but you know, Caddy again just showed what a great bowler he was. He he pretty much had to bowl the whole that most of that innings from the um, from the Vauxhall end just because we had so few runs to play with. Um, and he bowled quite brilliantly that day. Um, well, he, he bowled very well uh, in in 1997 at the Oval. Um, Miller two years later or eighteen months later, England back off down under. Um, this time. Stewart is the captain, Alex Stewart is the captain, and Gooch is the, uh, Graham Gooch is there again as the team manager. So you've got Gooch and Stewart having another crack. Um, but Andy Caddick doesn't make the trip this time. Absolute travesty. I mean, I, I, I was, I was, I was very, I was very slow to warm to Caddick as, 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 as a, as an England cricketer because I think he was very slow to warm to England cricket, to be perfectly honest. He was, he was, you know, again, I mean, Stewart, Clearly decided he was a bit too, bit too much of a difficult customer. And that's where Nasser obviously was such a, such a godsend as a captain was that he, he embraced his difficult characters. He said, he said to Caddick, he said to Tuffers, he said to all of the, all the guys who might have previously been considered too high maintenance said, come on, all aboard. You're the best we've got. Let's do what we can. But on this tour, I mean, he'd taken a hundred odd wickets for Somerset that summer. And he yeah, was, yeah, he was, he was the best bowler, too. best bowler in the country by a country mile <laughs> mm. and the best bowler. With the best technique and the and the high kicking, high bouncing action that would be absolutely perfect in Australia, it was a travesty to overlook him, and and it cost England because that you know of all the all the series that England played in in that uh, in that decade, 1998 was the closest England came to winning, and um, you know they, you know to my mind they probably should to my mind they still should have got a share of the series, but for Simon Torval's stinker at Sydney. But uh, we'll come yeah. to that one shortly. Yeah. <laughs> well, well I mean, yeah, this know, was Steve. Steve Waugh hated facing Caddy. You know, his entire career mm. he was the one one English bowler that he just had no. He really didn't have a clue, or not didn't have a clue. But he kind of, you know, you just felt that he was going to be able to nick. You know, that sort of back foot defensive jumping, bouncing delivery that uh, that that was the dismissal that that we were always looking for for Steve Waugh from Caddy, and he got him out like that a lot. So. It was another another one of those ones where you give the opposition a, a gift before you've even bowled a ball, you know. Um, well, that was an eventful tour, and and Butch, it started well on a personal note. Um, first Ashes hundred uh, at the Gabba. Yeah, yeah, it did. You know, I, it, it was kind of we'd had the South Africa series at the end, and we had that Sri Lanka that one off Sri Lanka Test match in between. Um. So you know the hundreds were you know one one in, one in the, the uh, Headingley and then one at Brisbane. I mean that tri- it was ridiculous. I'd, I'd had more stitches in my in my face than I'd scored runs on that trip before the before the first innings at Brisbane. <laughs> um, and somehow you know somehow they they, they decided Bumble and, and Stewie thought that you know 
he'll tough guy won't bother him too much we'll, we'll keep him in the side now if I'd not played I would I, it wouldn't I've had no argument I mean there was no there was no reason to think I was going to score a run you were at Perth weren't you yeah I got hit at Perth my you know ter- really bad mistake and that, that shook my confidence quite quite heftily actually I'd never, you know, I'd never really worried about the, the short ball or, or quick ball or anything like that before. But I just made a massive, massive error of judgment, ducked into one that was, that was, um, you know, it was too full to do so, and it just, it went straight through the grill and and um, opened me up properly. Um, and so I didn't come out of my room for three or four days after that, as much out of embarrassment as anything else. Um, and then, you know, the the, the warm up games. I then. I think we were playing one of those silly warm-ups, crows and cranes, where you have one team standing one side and the, the physio or the, the trainer calls crows and the crows chase the cranes or the cranes. You, you'd have played it, some, some version of it in the playground. Anyway, so I'm, team, I'm partnered up with Peter Such, who I would have back to have caught no matter what. But he, but one of us, and I think it was him, got the call wrong and we both turned and ran into each other. So it, it split the other eye open as well. So, I, you know, I, <laughs> just an absolute debacle. Um, and um, yeah so I, I, I don't know I, I remember I think I can vaguely remember the conversation with Stuart you're, like, you're playing don't worry you're, you're in the side and I was like okay and I just thought to myself I'm in no sort of nick here whatsoever I borrowed a bat off Alec and I just thought right I'm going to go in the net and I'm going to try and I'm going to try and hit everything you know I'm going to go out there and be ultra positive um, and you know the pitch at Brisbane was a good one I, I always scored runs at Brisbane even on the sort of the A tours and things like that it was always a ground that I enjoyed batting at and you know, got a got a got a hundred, nicked a few through the slips, but managed to survive and <laughs> and got a hundred. Um, well, a, a little bit of luck, um, always uh, always uh, welcome. And England maybe got a bit of luck in uh, the weather helping helping out uh, with a the draw there. One area you didn't get much luck is uh, was Alex um, calling at the toss. So uh, I think all, all five uh, it was a coin wash, um, <laughs> and and that. Um, that came home to roost in the next couple of tests, um, oh, Perth uh, and and Adelaide. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, Perth, Perth is one of those. You, it's almost it's almost the venue where you give Australia the test match, right? It's kind of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's one to them. No matter what happens, they win there against against us. Uh, memorable for Tudes, Alex Tudor playing his uh, making mm. his debut and getting both War Brothers out, getting four for. Um, and yeah, low scoring game, quick game, low scoring game, quick game. It's almost a two day game, wasn't it? it yeah, was, uh, yeah, pretty damn close. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Tudes was Tudes was lightning. It was yeah, it was a real real find at that stage. I mean, mm. again, you know, a couple of couple of tests later, he was obviously getting his his ninety nine not out and uh, and and looked like the the next big thing. But obviously, you know, circumstances happened and and barely seen thereafter. But briefly. Briefly, he looked like the answer, didn't he? He was just mm. proper weird. Well, I mean, he took, he took, he got five, didn't he, in two thousand and one at, at Trent Bridge in the sort of the, um, you know, he always did all right, did pretty well against Australia. I mean, he was he was quality. I mean, when it, as a kid, I remember watching him sixteen, seventeen years old, running, pushing in from the side screen, just sort of, you know, this guy would knock knees and always looked a bit <laughs> awkward walking. But as soon as he, he ran in with the ball in his hand, he was like a Rolls Royce. And he could swing the ball out and, and make it bounce. You know, it was kind of, we called him Baby Bish at the Oval. You know, that <laughs> sort of. Um, and of course, you know, he had ended up with, with all sorts of injury problems that kind of that stopped him from being able to, to, to get that ball to move away from the right hand and all the rest of it. And, um, you know, things never, he never fulfilled, uh, the potential that he had. But 
It was another, you know, there were so many bowlers like that for England throughout the decade. I know, you know, Miller, you mentioned Gus so many times, but if, if Gus had been, if Gus had bowled the same amount of overs um, for for England as Glenn McGrath bowled for Australia, as opposed to how many overs Glenn McGrath bowled for New South Wales, as yeah. Gus Fraser did for, for Middlesex, then, you know, the careers would have been, would have been similar, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't wear your hips out bowling, bowling no overs in, 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 in county cricket. You know, McGrath did all his best work, all his work pretty much with the Australian shirt on. Um, and England had, England had plenty of talented boys. I mean, you mentioned Dean Headley. Fab, you know, fantastic cricketer. Would have been awesome for England in the, you know, on the subcontinent and obviously with the Kookaburra ball, reverse swing, got it up there and full, um, was slippery bouncing and bowl long spells, all that kind of stuff. His back, was done because he bowled, you know, he did all his bowling for Kent. And there are so many others like that um, that you could mention throughout the decade. Um, well, I mean, England, um, <coughs> the, a familiar script we're, we're, we're following here, you know, by this stage, it's uh, we're, we're towards the end of the decade. We're um, midway through this series. A- another toss lost in Adelaide. Justin Langer scores 100. Uh, two nil down, two to play. Ash is retained, um, and then comes uh, this um, debacle of a, of a tour match, uh, uh, famously um, Miller <laughs> in, in Tasmania, where um, having I think Athers captains the team, and uh, you know the game is sort of meandering um, towards a draw, and suddenly uh, there's a there's a declaration on a whim. Australia A is set three hundred and seventy six to win. And they knock them off one down in fifty five point two overs. Yeah, uh, absolute <laughs> and carnage. Everyone's not too happy. Yeah, most of all Gus, I believe. I, I, a great story. Butch will have to corroborate this. Yeah, was, was Darren Goff wandering in, wandering into the dressing room with a Santa hat and a big bag, bag of presents? Is there, is there any truth in this one? Yeah, well, yeah, I've got something for you here, Gus. He said, "Ho, ho, ho!" And he put, he, he goes, "Your bowling figures or something." <laughs> I mean, it was, it was, it was horrendous. The, the only reason, <laughs> the only reason that we made a game of it was because Australia A could not play. All of their bowlers were injured, and and Athers, Athers was standing captain. And he was, oh well, you know, let's have a let's give a, let's have a contest. And everyone was like, "You've got to be kidding!" Bumble was absolutely furious. <laughs> he said, "You know, it's not our fault that they've got Alan Border on the park and, and all the rest of it. You know, what, this pitch is flat as anything. Don't give them anything." So we go out there and play. And our boys, you know, Corky, Chewed, Gus. I mean, that pretty much finished Gus off. You know, yeah. that was him done. Um, they just got absolutely slaughtered by Greg Blewett and Greg um, Blewett, two hundred and thirty not out from one hundred and eighty balls. And, yeah, and, I mean, it was, Richards, it was I don't nasty. even remember who he was. 138 not out from 143, but absolute yeah. carnage. Nasty, nasty, nasty. And so we all sit in the dressing room at the end of it. Bumbles won't speak to anybody. He's gone. He's, he's completely thrown his toys out of the pram. Um, and of course, Coffee comes in dressed as Santa with his, with his bowling figures gag. And, and I'm literally people are wanting to kill each other in that dressing room because the, the, not only was the, um, not, not only had the, you know, things were not going great. You losing in Australia, you're copying it from left, right, and centre. But you know, there were there were lots of people wondering why, um, you know, d- d- wondering whether or not that they should have been the ones to have been given the game off. You know, certain people went off and swanned about, and you know, <laughs> we didn't see them at the ground for three or four days. Others were, you know, others were playing and toiling, and we just given these guys a victory for no reason whatsoever. You know, um, and it, of course, we got absolutely hammered. 
in the press and, <laughs> and um you know and then incredibly you go to we go to Melbourne, all the families turn up um <laughs> and win a bloody test match, you know. Um, well, yeah, <laughs> Just what, ridiculous. One of, yeah. one of the great uh, uh England um Ashes wins, uh Milo Stewart gets that gets the Ashes hundred. Uh um, yeah. Moved up to open. Um and then uh yeah, over to What was that? Sorry, D. say that again. Stewie, Stewie gets his hundred as open at opener as, as an opener uh, without keeping wicket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Warren Hegg Warren Hegg comes into the team, um, and and then Dean Headley um, does the business in the final innings. Yeah, I mean, just talking about Stewart briefly. I mean, you know, the, 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 one of the great travesties of the decade was the fact that Athos and Stewart between them got one hundred against Australia. Sorry, one hundred each. I mean, it's just it right? make, makes no sense at all, given given wow. everything else. But uh, but yeah, it was it was a magnificent innings. You know, force force my all really because the England once again on their chin straps. They had to do something to to shore up a, a, a floundering uh, tour, and so they reunite the old guard and get Athos and Stewart up top. Bat first, and and well, Athos fell in the first over, didn't he? So <laughs> he did, yeah, yeah. And I was greeted by a laughing gnome, Ian Healy, because I was put down. I got knocked down to three. He was just <laughs> he waited for mm. me as I walked out in the first over. Said, "It's no easier number three, Butch." <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think he got duck as well, didn't he? So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I might have done yeah. <laughs> Yes, two for two for four. Um. Got a duck, in the, duck in the first innings and then got caught in in Michael Slater's jumper in the second at short well, leg. Uh, yeah, one of, again one of the great mm. <laughs> for dismissals. Um, <laughs> how hard how hard did you hit that sweep? Yeah, and, uh, hard. Yeah, yeah, right out the screws. Uh, and uh, and Slats just uh, took it took it in the gut. Mm. Um. And uh, and uh, I mean this is also uh, a memorable uh, Miller for for Mark Rampkash who who had a um, sort of under the radar ra- under the radar a, ver- a very good sort of record um, against Australia uh, certainly in the, uh, in the 90s he averaged 44 uh, he got that hundred um, what in 2001 yeah um, yeah and but made runs here and and then the catch to sort of spark um, yeah. England Flanger, in the second innings. That pull off yeah. Langer, an absolute screamer, square leg, square leg, yeah, extraordinary. But yeah, I mean, Athers, uh, no, sorry, Ramps had had a, had a had a had a quietly very impressive tour. I mean, in the debacle at Perth, I think he got 40, 47 not out when no one else could 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 lay a bat on it, and, mm. it, it on a flyer. And the sixty three here that you know obviously gave Stewart uh, the the support required to get a score on the door. But yeah, I mean, once again, it looked like this game was gone. I mean, Butch will remember better than I will, but. Uh, the you know that final session was was what was it about nearly four hours wasn't it because, four hours because, yeah yeah for those <laughs> reasons yeah and they, Stuart wanted to, to 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 get off and and kind of uh, come back then the regroup and, and recharge yeah which I mean which I don't know I don't know if that was a good idea or a bad idea I mean in the end it doesn't matter <laughs> because we stayed out there yeah. and won the test match but um it, yeah mammoth spell from Dean Headley from the from the great Southern Stand End and um. Extraordinary win, really extraordinary. I mean, Steve Ward, did, <laughs> but Steve Ward had one of those did one of those things that makes that makes a lot of the uh, the the, uh, the bleating that 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 Shane Warne does mm. about him seem seem less uh, less far fetched because he came <laughs> out and basically just get, you know knocked one and, and gave Dino or, or Goffey <laughs> Dino or Goffey five balls to bowl at Glen McGrath when they were still you know twenty twenty short or something. 
Um, yeah. you know, and lo and behold, in the end, Goffey knocked, knocked McGrath over, which was always going to happen. Yeah, I mean, looking, um, but, at, looking yeah. at the scorecard, it's fascinating. Steve Waugh, 30 not out from 49 balls. Then below him, Lehman, 4, Healy, naught, Fleming, naught, Nicholson, mm-hmm. 9, McGill, naught, McGrath, naught. I mean, yeah. you know, what are you playing at? It's, yeah, uh, I mean, strange, we, had, we, had the, we had it reversing, yeah. and, it, you know, it, it was... Um, yeah, it was a hell of an effort though. I mean, it was, it was a long old session. It was hot out there and Dino kind of just ran in for, for the whole time. It was his, his, his finest hour. Unfortunately, it was pretty much his last. Yeah. 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 And, uh, the sad story of Dean Headley's international career. And, uh, and then the tour took a sort of, uh, a familiar roller coaster dip. Uh, towards the finish at the SCG, a bit of a, a sort of a brawl of a test match and, um, one Miller, which, uh, Michael Slater, um, you know, left his mark on again, albeit with a help from the umpire. I think you've already referred to. I mean, I, I know, I know, I know that, I know that umpires make mistakes and all the rest of it, but when it's a, when it's a third umpire in the early days of, of umpire technology and you, you, you've got the time and the, and the, and the space to make a decision and maybe it's not complete information, but you know, you, you extrapolate data, don't you, from incomplete information. You can see one frame, the bat isn't across the line and the ball is near the stumps. The next frame, the bat is over the line. The, the stumps have been obliterated in between the way, in between whiles, there's clearly a moment where the bat is not across the line and the stumps have been obliterated. And for some reason, he refused to give a decision that was out by, I would say, six inches, and I'm probably being yeah, generous. I, I was standing square leg. He was out by, he was out by a foot. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was horrendous. <laughs> it was just, it, it was one of those that you don't need to, he was so, you know, you could tell he was struggling from the moment that he turned to come back, and all it needed was for the, for the, for the throw to be good, and he was gone. But, um, and then he went, and then he played like God. Yeah. And again, on a pitch that turned, <laughs> Turned square, um, Sachi bowled, bowled pretty well. Nobody else really was able to get a bat on it, and he just kept running down the running down the pitch and belting it against the spin over extra cover over long off. He just played absolutely magnificently, and it's it was a difference. But it made the difference between us chasing what we ended up. They set us what two eighty or something, which yep. was that mm. <laughs> was just it might as well have been five hundred. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's uh, one of the great one of the great remaining stats in world cricket. The uh, Bannerman. It's uh, the you know the fact that the the Bannerman Charles Bannerman is the guy who still holds the highest percentage of runs scored in a single innings, and that was the very first innings ever played in Test cricket. It's one of those extraordinary flukes of, of stats that make you think that actually stats have a, have a, have a life of their own and, uh, and a deeper meaning and all the rest of it. And Slater, nobody has come closer than Slater in that innings. 123 out of 184, which is, what, 61%. Oh. It's just mad. Next yeah. highest is 24, and no one else got into, got into double figures. Um, yeah. He was absolutely on a different, different plane. And um, like as I said right at the start of this pod, he was he was the defining opener of of that that transition from Australia being being nearly the nearly team to being the best team in the world for for well the next twenty years. Um, Slater was the catalyst as far as I'm concerned, where the batting's concerned. You know, obviously Warner McGrath were, were the kingpins with the bowling, but uh, mm. changing the mindset. Matthew Hayden, you know, Matthew Hayden, I. I I was discussing this with with my my sad mates and on on, on our nineties uh, uh, um, chat chat the <laughs> other day, but you know he he's so lucky to have come into an era that was already set up for him. You know, he, he planting that front dog down 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 the deck and just smacking it 
he wouldn't have been able to get away with that if it hadn't been Slater setting the agenda for Australian openers. You know, you saw what happened when uh, when Matthew Hoggard started started hooping it in in two thousand five. He, he didn't have a response. Um, you know, I, I I still hold Slater in a in a higher higher esteem as as a consequence of what I witnessed in those in those formative years. You know, Slats uh, left his mark, and then Stuart McGill uh, seven wickets in the second innings, and and that was the end of that three-one. I mean, of course, that series, Butch um, Warren only played one test, but there yeah, be, the last one. We'd see yeah. more of him again. <laughs> we would see him again, yeah. And I think he only took one wicket as well. Me um, in, the, <laughs> uh, in that Sydney Test match, uh, stumped it, stumped Ely, bowled Warren. Is that right? Uh, well, that's what the score. That's what the score book says. I thought he got me at LBW. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe that too. <laughs> maybe, that, yeah. Maybe flick both. your pad through through to the keeper. I could have sworn I was at LBW. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I mean, look. So, so we go there with the. You know, Warren has been the has been the tormentor in chief, and he kind of oh, like you LBW out, in you... the first LBW in the first innings, but so he, um, right. he got, no, two, I, he got I, two wickets, and you I were got at two wickets. Times. Oh, right. Okay, I thought I, I thought I punched one off McGill to. To um, maybe that maybe that was the second innings at uh, that was the second innings in two thousand and two three, maybe that's why I remember that. I think mm. that's probably right actually. But anyway, um, so yeah, you got two wickets in the series, both me. Great. <laughs> um, so for them, you know, for them again, to uh, it seemed it seemed as though we were closer to them than the result than the result suggested. You know, we we, we, you know, two, we were good for two two probably. However, we would have lost at Brisbane had it not been for the for the rain. Um, and and perhaps without Warney, the, the the difference wasn't wasn't so great. Um, we'd find out just how far how, how great it was two years later <laughs> when uh, he came back. <laughs> in in summary, Miller, it's the hope that kills you, but there wasn't that much hope during uh, this decade. Oh, but there was, there was. That's that's, that's why why it was always killing. Me. There was so much hope in this decade. So England, England were every time every time England started a series, I I I, I refused to believe they were completely out of it. Except, well, actually, to be fair, the first time I did was was probably 2001. I probably By then, I think I'd realised that yeah, Australia would just move, moved into a different sort of jackbooted realm now and there was no way that we're going to get mm. close to them. But all the way through, you know, the border years, through through the, the Taylor years, until Steve Waugh and, and, and his cult of Baggy Green really took over, I never quite felt that, that, that there was any reason why England at their best couldn't compete. And they proved that mm. pretty much every single series. The only series in which they they didn't win a test in that that decade was the one in which they should have won three. I mean that's uh, that that's that's um, that goes to show quite how how near and yet so far they were all the way every step of the way of that of that decade. I'll, I'll let you into a little a little secret. I think that the the issue was the whole time was that re- really and truly that whichever eleven players that you put you put in the dressing room over the over the period of that decade. None of them really believed that you were kind of quite good enough to to beat them. I think that was always the problem. That you would so you would find yourself in positions where you you might win a game by accident. You know they'd have a massive collapse and boom, you you, you win the match like the Oval or whatever it might be. Um, or you know at, at Melbourne that again you kind of like we really ought not to have won that game, but we did. Um, Any time where it was nil nil or whether 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 the situation or the the conditions or whatever were equal. 
I don't think you ever re- ever really started thinking we're probably get- we're going to beat these guys. You know, we're going to make four hundred and fifty batting first and bowl them out. You know, blah blah blah. It just you know, you, and you, the feeling that you would get in the dressing room was that everyone was pretty much trying to make trying to trying to see if they could play the next one. Um, you know, and I don't blame anybody for that. That was, you know, that, that it was born out that you needed to have that sort of that selfish um, instinct by the fact that people got dropped so often. So, you know, the, and the difference between and the difference in that feeling in the dressing rooms that I was in in those two Ashes series, and then subsequently after, probably after, you know, between the two thousand two three Ashes and then and then my last Test match in in South Africa, the two thousand four five. Was that we went out there and genuinely you'd look around the dressing room and everyone thought we were going to win. We all thought we were going to win. It would might not be your day, but it'd certainly be somebody else's. Um, and there was that that idea that you go out there and you and you slug it out, but when it came down to it, we'd win. Um, and that was you know I, I experienced that a lot in, in Surrey dressing rooms where you just thought well, it doesn't matter what happens we're winning this game. But hardly ever felt that in England dressing rooms um, for for a very long period of time. And you know, there you go. So, Australia were good. Don't get me wrong; they were they were bloody good, and they were a much they were a much better and stronger unit than we were. They had more of a um, they had more of a culture of being of being Australia as a cricket team, um, whereas we were we were England in name and kind of individuals in the in the, in the team sense. Well, well done, Butch. You uh, you made it through and, and lived to prosper. And for that, we <laughs> sort of salute you. <laughs> <laughs> um, that just about puts the tin lid uh, on a, a bumper box of ashes smashes. It took a while for things to improve, to be honest. Although we'll always have Headingley two thousand and one. Thanks again, Butch. Uh, hopefully, you've enjoyed the experience of Australia running roughshod over your psyche for an hour or two probably a more pleasant experience than much of real life right now thanks to miller and butch and to you all for tuning in this has been the switch it podcast on espncrickinfo.com 